Hi folks, uh, the content warning for this week is we really don't have a content warning. I mean, there's some discussion of moving. So if any of you find that a little triggering or traumatic, um, you know, we're, we're on to letters from Dino's show. So yeah, there's that. That's about all I got for that. Now, the other thing to warn you about is we have pets. We do. There's an orange one sitting on my desk staring at me right now. And oh, oh, now she's cleaning herself at me. Not in the way that, you know, uh, uh, not in a naughty way, just a I'm cleaning myself and I want you to be aware that I'm cleaning myself and not actually paying attention to you. Yes, and there's always a chance that Hound will try to climb into my lap. Yep. And Sergey is asleep behind me in my inbox, which is where he likes to be. So, and all the chickens are, are, are abed. Yay! Yay, although... Well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, although I should finish, before I talk more about chickens, I should finish the warnings. Our third warning is that we have uh, a... We swear. Bad habit of swearing. It's not a bad habit. It's just a habit. Yes. It happens. It's Often we swear at Sergi. habit. Yeah. Occasionally we swear at the chickens. This is true. Especially when they won't go in or they're being particular. Or they climb up in a tree... This is this is a known thing, yes. Um, so you've been warned. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode two seventy one. Okay, so when I went to put chickens away tonight, yes, I I took Barbarian out of the tree because apparently I'm I'm getting the feeling at this point she just wants a person to take her out of the tree before uh, she goes in for the night. So it, it, this is her ritual. If she this if is, she yes. hangs out in the tree. Then you will come and pick her up and cuddle her and take her to the, the roost. Yes, I think so. Um, also, if I uh, come out before she gets in the tree, she will hop on the roof of the one coop until my back is turned or I'm too far away to do anything about it, and then hop in the tree even if I take her off the roof and put her, you know, on the ground. So I think she just wants to be taken out of trees at night now. You know... And she complains the entire way into the coop. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, mm -hmm. I've pulled her out once or twice when it was, you know, you weren't home. So I was on chicken duty, and it's just bark, 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 yeah. bark, 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 yeah. bark, Yeah. Yeah. The, the other new thing tonight is um, the Furies and uh, Ninja Lucky Sun. I'm calling him Ninja Lucky Sun after his grandfather, Ninja Dotson Sun. Uh, because he is very obviously Lucky's child. Um, I know this from the eggs and the fact that he has feather legs and Ninja does not. Yes. Uh, but the other side effect is to it, he's getting his grandfather's coloring, or his great-grandfather's coloring. That that sort of bit of gold lace color. Oh, uh, yeah, well, Ninja's got a little bit of that throat, too. Except... His is coming in in much more the birchen pattern, like around his neck and his back. It's Chicken much more obvious. I know they really are. So um, yeah, but he and the Furies, um, they're, they're the children of fate. So they're the Furies. Um, all they didn't want to go in their usual coop. And they were walking around complaining that the other coop wasn't open, so I have to open a door. And they all go in, and they climb in to sleep on the side with, I, for lack of a better term, Uncle Lorge. <laughs> Which is, uh, 
a hell of a thing. Lord just starting his molt, and uh, so he's already grumpy. I'm not sure how having four adolescent chickens in... Wanting to be with him. Yeah, in his space. None of them wanted to go over to the Lucky Lachesis Clotho side of things, because Lachesis will kick them out and then chase them around the yard to get them away from the coop. She is done with children right now. Yes. Completely done with children. I, I, I feel you. I really do, sweetie. So yeah, that's that's the big chicken update this As week. As the coop turns. As the coop turns, yeah. In a productivity update. Um, These are the eggs of our lives. Yes, I had a breakthrough late yesterday and figured out the magic incantation to get the information I need out of Amazon. Um, and suddenly it was like, oh, oh, everything works. Everything, I have all the data. Everything is happening. So I was able to wrap that part of it up today and move on to the next what information do i need to get from amazon and how do i do it um one step at a time if i try to answer all the questions at once i won't answer any of them um, but made good progress found some good blog posts this time about finding the information i want to know and yeah it's uh it's all working out Yay. everything's coming up millhouse um there's a tragedy following, I'm sure. Oh, undoubtedly, yeah. but whatever. Yeah, I'm also off to MagCon this weekend to the MagFest planning convention for the department heads and organizers. So if I'm not responding Friday or Saturday, or I'm responding a lot on Saturday, uh, that'll tell you how MagCon is going. <laughs> um, Friday and Sunday will mostly be driving and getting tattooed. I need to get tattooed. I'm glad I'm getting tattooed on Friday. Um, only three appointments left this year. Hopefully we can finish up this one section of arm and, uh, and be ready for all new in 2023. So, um, you've been having, I guess, generally a normal week this week? I mean, I've been having one of those weeks where I have a lot of appointments or things to go to, so I'm not getting as much done as I want to, because it's like, okay, the first day... Great. Uh, I write, you know, uh, or I, I do all the editing on a, a book that I'm trying to get out. Wonderful. The next day I have a dentist appointment. And then the day after that, I finally get to meet uh, up with my dear friend and uh, self-published editor who I haven't seen in ages. And tomorrow I have a normal day and Friday I have a hair appointment. And it's like I'm I'm managing to get a little writing done but it is not in any way a a full week of productivity which is kind of frustrating yeah i can see that yeah but uh since you will be out of town this this weekend i am hoping to have uh one of those crazed <laughs> i am working all weekend and jam out 10,000 words kind of thing going on okay and if i don't then um then I guess I don't. And there's but, always next week, yeah. Yes, well, I, I have to write 2,000 words a week on this project, on the novella, in order to get it done by deadline. Orange Cat has now moved to be lounged directly in front of me and is having her bath. So, yeah, she is still cleaning at me. Yeah. Yeah, at least she's not on me trying to clean me this time. Indeed. And I'm signing book plates. And you're signing book plates. Yes. 
the 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 things that will never end you will always be you have always been signing book plates on the show you will always be signing book plates on the show gloriously last week there were no book plates yes it was fantastic it was i, I felt i felt liberated <laughs> so hey i have letters we should we should you should read some letters i have several them. letters actually yeah yeah all right so uh so we'll have those for you right after this back and the orange cat has now is now falling asleep on my keyboard which i turned off for just such an eventuality and her little paws are twitching occasionally which is my god the most adorable thing ever it's 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 painful it's a lot and she's she's just lying here with her eyes sort of slit purring and twitchy drifting off to sleep with the twitchy paws yeah so letters. Yes, before you go into sugar shock and die. Yes. From Mercenary. Um, I'll never let my family assist me with moving unsupervised ever again. It took so much longer to get my house loaded in and sorted because they disregarded my instructions on how to put stuff in my house because they knew better. Sarcasm. Oh. And they made more work for themselves. Am I still mad about it? Absolutely. I am a Scorpio and therefore a great holder of grudges. Oh boy. I could write miles of text on my and my parents' moves last summer. I cannot mix books with other things. I am in charge of moving the library for that exact reason. Nothing but books with the books. Uh, yeah, I... I I hear, I hear you. you. The only problem is that makes such a heavy box. So you have so to have heavy. like little tiny book boxes if you're going to carry them. Because yes, books should go with with other books. It's just they're so heavy. Then yes. Um, mind you, I am someone who is labeled boxes sentimental crap, not worth opening, or yes. not worth unpacking, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, also from. Uh, mercenary. Uh, guess what book I found in my library? I haven't actually checked to see if they have any of Ursula's, putting that on the list. I'm pausing here for an appropriate time for guessing. Uh, The Last Unicorn? Uh, it was Getting Things Done by David Allen, the newer edition. It is oh, subtitled The Art. Yeah. yeah, it is subtitled The Art of Stress-Free Productivity, but I've really been rather stressed by trying to learn the system. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I want, wandered in to check out the book sale and remembered I wanted to read this book, but not enough to go out and buy it, etc. I'm planning to go back through the book again before I return it. It's a lot to absorb and apply, especially since I'm in one of my busy seasons. I've begun by ordering a giant desk and buying a letter trays and writing long brain dump lists. Prior to reading the book, I also ordered a Timbuktu custom laptop bag as it is on its way, so I will hopefully be set for this year in work environment improvements. I'm I also found a book on composting. I'm a worm binner, vermicomposter. Yay! Yay! 
fellow vermicomposter, uh, but sometimes my poor invertebrates are overwhelmed and I need some backup compost space. Yeah. Also, I'm planning a giant terrace garden project, and where else would I get good soil? Yeah. Uh, at least, you know, it, less expensive good soil. Yeah. Um, thanks for reading. It's a pleasure listening, and I learn something new every episode. Okay, so the... Uh, yeah, no, I, I tried to read Getting Things Done by David Allen, and I tried setting up all the bins, and I tried setting up all the folders, and I had a notebook with the giant list, and I'll be honest, it it did make me more stressed out. I, I got some better resources and tips uh, in the online communities that were popping up around the, that time, life, the early life hacker, and um, there's there's still out there DIY planner, um, which has a whole bunch of printables for doing your own paper planners. Um, uh, Merlin Mann's thirty seven, not thirty seven, forty seven folders uh, was really helpful. Uh, but at the end of the day, it wasn't me it was the system it just didn't work it, it for me it, it made things harder and also digital tools have come so far from when that book was written it's um you know i don't i am not a paper person i've been doing my best uh overtly and um unconsciously to reduce the sheer amount of paper i have in my life outside of you know books so well, the remarkable was really what pushed you over the edge it, there. It really is, and I've heard I've heard tell Amazon is coming up with something similar, and I'm just like, well, okay, and we'll see, you know, how it does or does not compare. But I'm not giving up my remarkable, um, unless you know, Amazon gives me the the best deal in the world and isn't pushing ads in my face. The entire time, so which is why I paid extra for my Kindle. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, no, um, there are some good tips about doing it in a modern way. Since I don't have to file papers that I'm coming back to in a thirty-day, you know, daily, monthly, weekly, whatever breakdown that he uses, um, it just hasn't been it. It really fell off my. My radar. I find um, uh, Franklin Covey, um, the the Franklin Covey training, and uh, some of the principles from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People to be much more long term. Is is the is the pen starting to give out? Yes. Have you? Okay, hold on. Um, anyway, yeah, um, the seven habits principles and, and many of the things I learned in those courses as more universal because, no, no, hold on to the pen, um, because they, they were set up, frankly, to be more universal. Look, I bought refills. Here's a refill for that pen. Here's the pen. Oh, yeah, okay, unscrew the pen. And, and I, yeah, oh, yeah, you drained that sucker dry, didn't you? Oh, wait, was that the one you were using before on the other book platey things? Okay. I, you hand me a pen. I sign with pen. It's pretty much this pen then. And yes, I, I one of the reasons I hand you pen and you sign with pen is because this particular pen is because uh, I can replace, I can refill it like that. And so there you go. 
Yay. Thank Yay. Um, and it actually, I think it costs less for me to buy. This is a precise, by the way, the Pilot Precise V5 Click or V7. You like the V7 or the V5? Yes. Um, this so, handles a lot like it. What's that? This handles a lot like it. Yeah. Well, that's because it is the same ink and cartridge. It's just in a replaceable clickable form instead of the, oh, just throw the whole pen away form. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is nice. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, the, the, um, Franklin Covey stuff, I, I keep like running into terminology from it in, in the strangest places. It's almost like they have reached part of the, the planner mind gestalt. Um, <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, um, but the the one thing that uh that has always frustrated me is that um a lot of the apps and things around uh Franklin Covey and getting things done are very sales oriented and uh it's also my frustration with a lot of email programs they're like all designed for marketers and and putting out you know that sort of thing or or sales professionals I'm like go with your market great um there's some good tools on Mac that are really focused around the the process, but I'm finding them to be too heavyweight, way too heavyweight for me. Um, Cause I'll just fall into the, I will organize everything and then I can't find anything, even though it's organized and indexed and blah, blah, blah. So um, yeah. Also, yes, um, it's actually, I need to renew both my worm bins. Yes. Um, uh... So we'll, uh, we'll, so I'm on a little bit of a worm bin hiatus right now. Also have not been cooking as much fresh food because there's only two of us. So it's really hard to, you know, keep them fed without having to supplement. Yes, it's, uh, it's, that said, it's honestly really nice having just the two of us again. Yeah. And oh, yeah. being like, because some, the more people you have, the more obligated you are mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. to have a meal time. And cook a food and whatnot, but yep. you get down to the two of us, and we're just like, you want to fend tonight, which means fend for yourself, and it's like, yes. Yeah. And we go nuke our respective meals and eat them while yeah. reading our respective books. And it's lovely. It's it's very nice. Yeah. It's very tranquil. And I mean, even, and, and sometimes it's just like tonight, since I'm still on soft foods, uh, it was, uh, I had two cans of Chef Boyardee ravioli and, you know, uh, and a Twinkie. Uh, but Twinkies are great soft foods, by the way, when you're on a restricted diet like this. Um, you are, you are, you were so happy when they let you started eating your salads for lunch again. Well, it isn't so much as, as they let me, as it says in the instructions, slowly introduce your 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 regular diet and so i adapted the salads um i'm not doing my full salad right now but i'm i'm slowly adding crunchier things to it yes joyously i just i i still don't think i'm allowed to have um tree nuts or like 
Popcorn is the devil. Popcorn is the devil. Tortilla chips, you know, sharp, crunchy things. And I would, I would kill for a single Dorito right now. <laughs> Just one. Just one. Um, okay. Uh, this one's from Stacy. Uh, Stacy writes... Uh, and this is going way back. Hi, Kevin. Loving your podcast. The only thing I find frustrating so far is that in episode 39, I was confused about how many planners you were talking about. I got the day designer and Aaron Condren life planner, but it sounded like there were others and you didn't provide links for any of the planners mentioned other than the Aaron Condren, which I found was a bit of an inconvenience. Can you please clarify all the planners that you discussed in that episode? Thanks so much and look forward to listening to more of your podcasts. Okay, Stacy, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to have to go back and listen to episode 39 as well. Um, and uh, I will uh, add a something to my to-do list to do that and email you that list. I think there was like, I think we still have like a stack of them over there, but um, I will have to go back through. Um, it has been so long and I, those may be the only two I had links for at the time because I would just, you know, I would be... Oh, it is, it is planner season at the store and that's coming up. And I would just be like, Ooh, this one looks interesting and grab a planner and grab a planner. And so some of them were just like, I am at office depot and I am in planner heaven. And we're also reaching the season where I'm not allowed in office depot unsupervised. Yep. I mean, I'm always sort of not allowed in office depot unsupervised, but uh, it, it gets, it gets so much worse as we get into the end of the year and all the new planners and the organize your organ get organized for the new year stuff comes out because that's like fucking catnip. Oh, so much catnip. Um, hey, here is one from frequent listener, uh, commenter, and hopefully someday guest Emily KP. Um, who I believe, Hi, Emily. yes, you, I'm, we have talked to Emily on Twitter. Um, hi, Kevin. I finally finished the moving extravaganza episode. It took me a long time. I had to listen a little each day. Kevin, I love the show, but please break up Dino episodes into shorter ones next time. Yeah, I know. I was, uh, that I was in a bit of a crunch and you know, the production was a thing. So yeah, I know. No. Um, anyway, I have a few comments. First of all, my mom grew up in Mitchell, South Dakota, home of the world's only corn palace. The locals are very proud of it, and it's actually pretty interesting. Every few years, artists create large mosaics on the outside of the building, entirely made with ears of corn. Kevin, you did not mock the corn palace on the episode. I did not mock the corn palace on the episode. Okay. I think I said I wanted to, I want to visit the corn palace. Yeah, we don't mock the corn no, palace. No, no, no. Uh, the mosaics are gorgeous. They usually have a theme, animals, plants, farm life, local landmarks, etc. Um, I wouldn't necessarily make a trip just to see the Corn Palace, but if you're in the area driving through, it's definitely worth stopping. Oh no, I, I want a trip just to see the Corn Palace. Well, I mean, if we're going anyway, we'll see some other stuff. Because... Well, yeah, because there's like a, uh, like there's a cheese one in Wisconsin, too. A cheese palace? There's, yes. I mean, there's a cheese restaurant cheese shop like every five feet if you especially if you go to the dalles but but yeah no there's there's apparently and uh, there's the the dalles mystery spot oh we have to go to that honestly we should go to the oregon mystery spot first just so you can experience it uh okay and international house of mystery oh uh, yes not to be confused with the international house of pancakes 
So there are no pancakes there. There are no pancakes. All right. Uh, balls roll uphill. What What was the name of that one though? The mystery. The, the Oregon Vortex is what it's called. Oregon Vortex. Yeah. Sorry. I'm... But it's also the mystery spot in the International House of Mystery. They, they had a lot of names, but it, it's just the Oregon Vortex. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm making links. If you've seen Gravity Falls, it oh. is 100% based on the Oregon Vortex. <laughs> God, I loved Gravity Falls. Hold on, I'm making a note for that one, too. Um, Gravity Falls was so good. Um, I will say, yes. and I am very much a skeptic of all such phenomenon, not that I necessarily don't believe they exist, but I don't believe they will happen to me. So right. it is not that I think it is impossible there are ghosts, but I'm never going to see one, and so on and so forth. The, the There was a... There was a weird thing at the Oregon Vortex. Like, most of it, okay, is purely optical illusions. The angles are set up specifically to completely mess with you in terms of, of lines of sight and whatnot. So it looks like things are getting bigger and smaller when they're actually, you know, moving farther away. And it looks like the ball is rolling uphill, but it's actually just that all the angles in the house are set up so that... uh it it gives the illusion that being uphill because your brain is is interpreting the straight lines, but there was this rock, actually a couple of rocks, <laughs> and if you stood on the rock and you're not looking at anything, you're not looking at the house. The rock is not in the house. The rock is off to the side, overlooking a the river, and you stand on the rock, and you start swaying uncontrollably in a circle after about 30 seconds to a minute. And like I was standing there and it started happening and I'm like, okay, this power of suggestion is a hell of a drug, but also what the fuck? <laughs> this is very strange because I was like swaying in, in a pretty, pretty aggressive circle going, Okay, this is, this is, yeah, hmm. So, there is undoubtedly an explanation involving, like, uh, the, the angle of the rock and the sight line of the river or something and the power of suggestion and all of that, but that was weird. Uh, and so I have to take you to the organ vortex so you can stand on a rock. Okay. And buy a t-shirt. Well, I mean, we have to buy the T-shirt and a magnet for our magnet wall. Ah, yes. Yes. It probably um, won't work because, you know, everything goes haywire in the vortex. It'll be demagnetized by the time it gets home. Maybe maybe we can buy it outside the vortex. Yes, perhaps. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Also, while Dina had great, great advice for short-distance moves, I want to add some ideas for long-distance moves. I've had to do that a lot in my, my life. I moved from Alaska to Minnesota for college. Back to Alaska, then Ooh, to Japan. Now I'm wondering where in Minnesota you went, because I went to McAllister. Yes. Then to upstate New York and back to Alaska. The last move involved an eight-day drive across the U.S. and Canada with my husband and mother, a two-car caravan, and two cats in the back seat. I can't say I recommend the experience. However, I did learn a few tips and tricks. Uh, first, the post office is your friend. Mail as much as you can. Clothes, books, anything that yep. isn't super heavy. And you don't need right away. Pack it in a plastic bin and mail it. Might be a little pricey, but it's far cheaper than hiring movers. Absolutely true. It's a good idea to number each bin and also make a list of what's in each one, so when they arrive, you can make sure nothing's missing. Yeah, also, that, uh, that happened yeah, to me. Yeah. 
Also, it really helps when unpacking, so you don't have to unpack 10 bins to find the blender or whatever you're looking for. Uh, for bigger things like furniture, companies like Pod that provide containers for you to pack stuff into, then they bring the container to the new address. Um, I was recommending this to our friend Tina not that long ago. Um, are a great choice. However, double check which locations they deliver to. The Pod Company and many others won't deliver to Alaska, and I imagine Hawaii can be hit or miss as well. We finally found one company that delivered to Alaska, but unfortunately I can't remember the name of it. We had to be very selective on what stuff we took in the car with us, for space reasons. They fell into three main categories. Things we would need right away when we arrived, basic kitchen equipment, blankets, a set of sheets, fragile items, picture frames, electronics, framed artwork, and sentimental items that couldn't be replaced. My husband's musical instruments, the quilt my mom made for me, the urn with our cat's ashes. We also had to really consider the cost-benefit ratio of taking certain things. We left behind pretty much anything that could be easily replaced in the new home. Plunger, laundry basket, broom, etc. Oh, yeah. The hassle of packing and shipping them was not worth it when we could easily get new ones later. Uh, the only pieces of furniture we ended up taking with us were an ottoman that has sentimental value and a futon. Well, the futon's important. Um, finally, remember that no matter how well you plan, moving is stressful. It's going to be a huge pain and you're probably going to hate it. There's no easy way to do it. Sometimes I think that all this advice makes people think, oh, it must be easy. And if I'm stressed, I'm doing it wrong. It is stressful for everyone, but it is survivable. Yes, uh, they did. The people who do studies are ranking comparative stressors. Yes. Selling your house and moving is like below death, is like right below death of a loved one. Yeah, it's, it's... It's, it's, yeah. And we've managed to avoid uh, moving at least ourselves for quite a while now. Yes. Yes. Uh, my, my last move was, was here. Yes. And, you know, the, the burglars assisted with that. Yes. Um, for listeners who don't know, my apartment was broken into they right before I was going to move in with Kevin anyway. So yeah. some very dear friends of ours who had a large truck... Showed a couple up, of large trucks. A couple of large trucks showed up and uh, basically moved me out of the apartment in one day. And yeah, and I, then came over here and we unloaded into the living room and then we went out to the brewery for dinner. Yep, yep. and I have always been grateful. Yes. And and on, honestly, that made the getting burgled actually a lot less uh, upsetting because it didn't really feel so much like my stuff had gone missing so much as I had moved and some stuff had gotten lost in the move. So yes. it was, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Still pissed they took so many of my sex toys, though. I know. Um, if and you... my Dremel, those bastards. We have, like, three Dremels now, though. Well, yes, now now we have a, a wealth of Dremels, but yes. at the time. At the time. Uh, if you want to chat more about long-distance moving, I'd be happy to share my experiences. I'm probably due for a catch-up anyway. It's been over three years since I was on the show, and a lot has changed since then, and a lot has stayed the same, too. Keep up the good work, Emily. You know, Emily, you, you can email anytime, and we'll set it up. The door is open. The door is open, yeah. Um... From Star, who I was hoping to see at Capclave, but um, circumstances prevented it. Um, I also went to re recommend the Grocery Gadget app. This is um, uh, back with the uh, episode with Alexis Lorenko. Um, oh, man. Episode 210. So that was, like, last year. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So the Grocery Gadget app. 
uh, can have multiple lists. We have grocery, hardware, booze, garage sales. Um, just got back from long road trip, so entering all the comments and badges I noted while on the trip. Oh boy. Um, yes. Um, let's see. Also from, uh, oh, from Cavi Herd. Um, this may be outdated by the time you see it, but on the topic of drinkable food, if you have a blender, run any canned soup through it to create a puree. The flavors are pre-blended to work in a homogenized form, and the result is surprisingly yummy. I learned this on the occasion of having three wisdom teeth out at once, pureed Campbell's beef and bacon for the win, or, or beef and bean for the win. Nice. Um, well, all right then. Uh, I am thankfully past that point, but um, if we have another episode or whatever. I'm going to keep that in mind because that would be very handy. Um, oh, um, Michelle is catching up on hers. So from a uh, friend of the show, Michelle Wex LeBlanc, Dr. Wex. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Dr. Wex. Yes. Um, this is from uh, back when I talked to Dr. Brooke McNamara. And uh, can you say more about the open license for 5e and how people can write modules for them? So... I didn't know that much about it either, but I found an amazing article um, that goes through actually all the details at the Arcane Library uh, in their blog. Uh, it's literally how to use the open game license is the title of the post. I will be linking it in the show notes. Um, and it's fascinating. It also, it talks about the things you can use versus the things that are trademarked by Wizards of the Coast. And so you can't use and, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. That's one of the reasons, by the way, that there are a lot of serial numbers filed off of creatures in um, Temple of Elemental Evil. Um, because they, they can't use them for trademark reasons. Yeah. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, and you'll, you, you see, I see that a lot in, in like, third-party content um, is you look at it and we all sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know what it is, but you can't actually call it that because otherwise, you know, the lawyers descend from, well, they don't descend from anywhere. They rise up from the ground in flames around you. I haven't really seen that so much in uh, Temple of Elemental Evil because, like, they're using sturges that are sturges and yeah, they, gods that are gods. And... They, they may actually, because that one's a licensed work, they may actually be able to to draw on it and because it's based on the original. Um, but, yeah. There were several things that are basically, you know, that were are essentially, you know, this the thing with... Um, with some minor stat adjustments that I know you've had to customize. So, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, from Tango. Hi, Tango. Um, and this is from uh, in response to episode two fifty seven, um, the interview with uh, Jay Colbert. Um, I love the line line. If I'm too much, go find less. What is Rin's last name? How do I spell their first name? Um, Rin Gonzalez, I will have to look up the spelling, um, and I am trying so hard, or I need to go back to trying so hard to get Rin on the show, because Rin was just mind-blowing. Um, and, uh, and so, yes, no, Rin was, was awesome, and um, I agree. You know, if I'm too much, go find less. Right? If Ursula and I are too much, go find less. I mean... Or just, you know, be very... You know, passive aggressive like my mother is. Or, or you, know, you know, you can 
hang out for as long as you want and then go hang out somewhere else until you recuperate. That's also acceptable. Yes, yes. Um, okay, from uh, Michelle again. Uh, hey, Kevin, I'm finally catching up again now that I've met my book reading quota for the year. And in your conversation around ADHD, you wanted to know about the language and um, AFAB, if AFAB is the right language. Uh, assigned female at birth is the right phrase. The other one I use is socialized female. It's that gendered upbringing with specific expectations attached to it based upon the fact that you were born with an innie, not an outie. However, anxiety is a common factor in ADHD because of neurotransmitters. If you aren't getting enough of the right ones to fill that space in your brain, it can be painful or anxiety-provoking. Well, and also, I, I swear that like 90% of the people I talk to are using anxiety as their coping mechanism for the ADHD. Yes. Um, uh, right. Uh, then there is the institutional training from schools and peers on what you're supposed to be able to do, and if you don't meet those, this is a moral failing. Yeah. yeah, being judged that way, no matter your gender, can teach you to be anxious. You can never know when you are going to be rejected. Add into that people with ADHD can also have a stronger response to rejection and that it's a perfect petri dish to breed anxiety. Um, oh, uh, if you want to talk about gender and socialization expectations, I highly recommend you talk to Ellie Krug. Um, she will talk to anyone for an hour about this, and I think she would be a lovely person for you to interview. She did training for a volunteer group I work with, and it was a delightful. I will add that to my list of people to invite, um, and the link to her about page on, um, in the show notes. Let's see. Um, ah, same... Uh, uh, Michelle, on the same episode, I'm listening to you talk about celebrating successes, Kevin, and that you have seen how people have been changing their answers. One of the things that has occurred to me, knowing you for the last 10 years, is that I've watched you become happier and more content with who you are. I've watched you set healthier boundaries and not compromise um, them better. Watched you fill your life with things that fill you with joy. As such, I wonder if the change in celebrating successes is that it's less than necessary as you aren't trying to fill an empty cup so you can keep pouring more out of it. Maybe as long as we take better care of ourselves, our celebrations become daily instead of being a slog until we can rejoice. Um, you know, there's a lot of that. I will, I will freely admit. Um, and you know, but also, you know, when I finish a big project, I'm going to take a celebratory moment. Um, or when I finish something, you know, Man, uh, my celebratory moment after MAGFest is going to be sleeping. Just sleeping. That's not a celebration, dear. That's that's recuperation. Uh, I, oh. I think we, we mix the two up sometimes. We do mix the two up sometimes. Um, but, uh, you know, I usually uh, take at least... Well, I take the day after off to drive home, and then when I get home, I'm just like, yep, car's unloaded. Okay. I'm not doing anything else. That's not really celebration. That's recuperation. Um, but there's a couple things going on for work that if they happen, I am going to be celebrating because they're worth celebrating. Um, and I find myself now celebrating like, yeah, I celebrate the little things in little minor ways every day. Um, like I even celebrate that all my chickens went in for the night. Mostly by saying, oh, thank goodness, they're all in, you little bastards. But, <laughs> um, 
but I, I've found that I have learned to celebrate the small things a lot better so that I, I'm constantly getting in that celebration instead of saving it all up. Well, and, and I, I was actually tweeting about this the other day and got mm -hmm. a, a lot of yeses and a couple of how dare you's, uh, right. which is that if you aren't allowed to celebrate anything but absolute total victory, you don't get total victory. You get a lot of burnt out people. Yeah. And uh, who, you know, uh, activists who basically quit and go raise llamas or take to the bottle. And, uh, the, and, and like the people who worked in project management show, oh, yeah. uh, and we're like, yes, this is absolutely a thing you have to do. You have to, on any long-term project, you have to celebrate the milestones. You have to, yes. you know, uh, you are building bricks, not the wall all at once. And then a couple of angry people who, you know, accused me of incrementalism, but, uh, it's like, no, it's not incrementalism. It's it's understanding how humans work. If if you are never allowed to be happy unless you have instantly achieved your goal, yeah, that doesn't lead to instant goal achievement. That just leads to misery. Yeah. And I mean, and some people some people find misery to be the thing that drives them and good for you or I'm sorry for you, whichever one works better for you, but that is not me. And uh, at the end, um, misery only breeds misery is, you know, how I, how I have come to, to regard it. If I'm miserable and I start making other people, there's the misery, uh, misery breeds company. And that's because you're making everyone else miserable too. Well, it's misery loves company. M misery loves company. Yes. yes. Although yeah. it does breed, uh, it, misery breeds more misery. I don't know if it breeds company or if company avoids you. Uh, yeah, fair, fair. Did you know the the Saiga antelope population that had crashed so hard uh, a couple of years back has rebounded beautifully? Oh wow! Yes. Yeah. See, there there is a small victory. Yes, it well, is. It yeah. is fabulous. Yeah. Um, also from Cavi Herd um, on uh, the episode last week's episode, um, it just. One sentence. More DM gay, that is all. I'm going to tell Denise you said that. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I plan on on having her back on. I, I was just emailing her about how great it was um, uh, late last week. And also saying that she needed to go watch this horror movie over here. She hasn't yet. So, <laughs> And then uh, finally from uh, Julie. Um this is about um, the episode 269. There was a technical difficulty. Um, this episode is 54 seconds in my podcast feed. I will listen here, but you can add this to your fix-it list. I did everything I possibly could, and it hasn't been, like, picked up that it has been updated or whatever by all the podcast distributors. There's only so much I can do to try to force iTunes to update things or feed readers or any of that stuff. I... Uh, uh, it it is very frustrating when we have things like that happen, but um, there's often nothing I can do except you know uh, uh, shred my clothes and gnash my teeth and wail to the winds. Um, I notice you don't say tear your hair. Well, 
really the time for that is past. Yeah, it. Uh, it uh, you know, we we there's the tearing my hair at this point. You know, involves beard, back, chest, and really that's it's 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 more frustrating trying to pull that hair out than the thing I'm frustrated and wailing about. I'll be honest. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, hey, that's all our letters. All righty. All right. So um, thank you all for writing in, and uh, we will be right back after this. So, hey, thank you to uh, Mercenary, Stacy, Emily, Star, Cavi Heard, uh, Michelle, Tango, and Julie for writing in. Um, I love getting your letters, and you can uh, find addresses where you can send them or just comment on episodes at uh, productivityalchemy.com. The other thing you can do at productivityalchemy.com is uh, put in the badge code of the week, the word of the week. And the word this week is tree chicken. All one word, tree chicken. Yep. Um, because we've been dealing with a lot of... Tree chicken. Tree chicken, yeah. Um, and hey, while you're there, and after you've checked out like the show notes this week, and maybe you've left a comment or sent me a letter on the, the comment form or written an email, uh, you can also look at other episodes, the old episodes, and their show notes. You can find out more about our guests, um, and there have been a lot of them. Uh, you can find out more about us, and then there's uh, there's so still only the two of us. There's still only the two of us. Uh, there is also you know an about section which covers you know how to contact us and and how to you know all all the bio and and stuff like that. And there's also a link there for supporting us. Don't click it. Don't click it. We're, we're fine. I mean, you can if you really want to and feel it absolutely necessary, but we're good. Yes. There's a good chance that we will wind up donating your money to, like, save frogs or something. Which is, you know, a great, a great thing to, to do. Uh, but if, on the other hand, you, you feel the need to, to give, uh, we would like you to give it to people who need it way more than we do and this week who who is our charity this week uh our friend shepherd actually uh mentioned a group there called calsa aid that is k-h-a-l-s-a -A, uh aid and they are a big humanitarian org they're up for a nobel prize this year and they're a, a Sikh-based humanitarian agency and they uh i think they operate out of the uk and they're, uh, uh, they provide humanitarian aid all over the world. Uh, you know, 
they install install water pumps in rural Africa. They're uh, providing support for victims of natural disasters. I mean, they they're doing generally good boots on the ground. Uh, we have to feed people kind of work. So, yeah. Yes. And uh, if there's one thing I am always in favor of is feeding people. So check them out. Again, uh, very first link in the show notes will be for the uh, charity spotlight this week. Yep. And that's it from us. Um, I enjoyed reading everybody's letters. Um, like I said, I will be off being a responsible adult at uh, for, for MAGFest-related things this weekend. I will be eating salsa over the sink and... Uh, Staying up until 5 a.m. Enjoy your tortilla chips. Yes. Uh, In in the meantime, um, you know what, folks? Go out there and do your best to um, stay productive. Whatever that looks like. Including eating salsa over the sink, damn it. I just want want a tortilla chip. I don't know why that is suddenly the thing. And croutons. Oh my god, I want croutons in my salad. Lack of crunch is hard. It really is.